you're listening to the 123 show with me, Noreen Mayer, on this Wednesday afternoon. And since it's Wednesday, let's focus on our wellness in particularly. Uh, this week, let's talk about our eye health. And we'll be talking about floaters in the eyes. And to talk us through this, I'm really delighted to be joined by Dr. Danny Ng, who's an associate professor of practice in ophthalmology and visual sciences from the Department of Ophthalmology and Visual Sciences from the Chinese University of Hong Kong. He's also the vice director of the CUHK Jockey Club Orthomaltic Microsurgery Training Program. Welcome to the program, Dr. Ng. Thank you so much for joining us this afternoon. We are live as well uh, on Facebook, Noreen Mir on RTHK Radio 3. So you'll be able to see and hear uh, Dr. Danny Ng this afternoon. Feel free to maybe share your own experiences. So uh, with uh, eye floaters, what exactly are floaters? Okay, um, there are two types of floaters, I would say. Okay, so um, generally speaking, any type of floaters is some, you're seeing some opacity within the vitreous cavity. So your vitreous, it's uh, located just in front of your retina and behind your lens or cornea and the lens. Okay, so it's the biggest room inside the eye. So it's filled with a clear jelly that we call vitreous. So um, if you have floaters, that means you have any type of some opacities within the vitreous jelly. Okay. And you're actually seeing the shadow of those opacity because light goes through your cornea and then through your lens, then through the clear vitreous jelly and then it reaches to your retina. Your retina has a lot of the sensory nerves, endings that we call photoreceptors. And those photoreceptors helps to send a message to the brain. To the brain. From that. Doctor, so I'm, some, I'm yeah. just trying to imagine. Um, I remember I, I used to have floaters, especially when I was uh, little. I remember looking at the clear blue sky and I saw these little specks or little worms. And I used to imagine they were like little micro, I know they were like microbes or they were bacteria that I could see. Of course, I now yeah. know you can't see bacteria because it's too small um, with the naked eye. So is it sort of like the specks or the little worms? I mean, do, do the size matter as well? If you see bigger sort of specks, is, is that an indication that something is wrong with, with our eyes? Yeah, so um, size doesn't matter. What matters really is to compare with um, your previous experience. So in other words, if you never, you have never seen any floaters in the past, and this is your first time noticing floaters, then you have to be worried. I would I would suggest you get a checkup for that. Or on the other hand, let's say in Noreen's case, if you are used to seeing floaters when you were very small, when you were young, and uh, suddenly in the past day, few hours, in the past few days, you suddenly see more floaters, more density or more numbers of those floaters then you need a checkup for that. 
I see. So it's not, you know, if you see them, it's not an issue. But if if you see more of it or if, if the density of it gets worse, then, then that's the time. I haven't seen them in years. I, I kind of miss them. I, as I said, I thought they were bacteria that I could see with my n- naked eye. So what are some of the common causes of these floaters? I mean, does it happen with young people or does it happen as you get older? I mean, I, I saw it when I was a kid. All right, so we will, we'll, I'll just start with explaining type of floater there are. So the beginning, I said there are two general types of floaters. I would say one type is physiological, which is most common. Okay, the second type would be pathological. That is less common, but you have to worry about pathological floaters. So um, in the... In the Physiological floaters, it um, of course it doesn't matter, right? It's just a vitreous jelly. As you age a bit, it becomes more opaque, so the jelly is not as clear as they used to be. Okay, and we'll talk. We will explain more about what's physiological floaters in a, in a minute, I guess. In pathological floaters, there could be it could be some cells that you're seeing those cells could be related to, let's say, uh, um, it could be blood, okay? So the cells could be related to, um, let's say, inflammation, or you have um, a retinal detachment. And if you have blood inside, that could be related to also with a tear in the retina or retinal detachment, or it could be related to um, um, some hemorrhage because of, uh, let's say, you have diabetes, uh, diabetic retinopathy, what we call it, um, or, or any other causes that bleeds inside the eye. Then uh, let's say an age-related macular degeneration, the wet type, sometimes it bleeds. So these are the pathological. So pathological is basically cells or blood. And physiological is just um, normal aging. You see those opacities. Okay. And do the shapes vary f- for these floaters? Uh, I've seen examples of it being sort of specks. Some people talk about them being uh, like worms. Some people describe these floaters as being like C-shaped. Um, do they, uh, I mean, d- does the size of it, do the size of it sort of uh, affect the seriousness of these floaters? So, um, no, um, they come in different shapes and different sizes. Um, it, it really depends on the on the morphology of the opacity that's in the eye, but um, you can't distinguish whether it's physiological or pathological by the size or shape. Yeah. It comes in different types, right? So it's uh, um, and it changes with time as well, the shape and size, and it depends on the light as well. As I said, you're seeing the you're seeing the shadow of it. You're not actually seeing the actual um, the opacity within the vitreous cavity. You're seeing the shadow of it. So it depends on the light as well, the light source that uh, or the direction of the light that's shining into your eye. Uh, 
Absolutely. So when you sometimes look into the sky or when it's a sort of clear backdrop, it's more visible, like looking at a computer screen sometimes or looking at a piece of paper, sometimes they they, they come out um, uh, more readily. Um, So by and large, they don't really affect our vision. But so when do we know when it's time to see a doctor? I'm afraid we might have just lost the connection there with uh, Dr. Danny Ng this afternoon. Uh, This afternoon, we're talking about uh, eye floaters and we're talking to uh, Dr. Ng, who's an associate professor of practice in ophthalmology and visual sciences from the Department of Ophthalmology and Visual Sciences from the Chinese University of Hong Kong. Great, Dr. Ng, we we, we got you back. I think the connection is just um, a a little bit shoddy. Um, So going back to my question, I I was saying... um, by and large, these eye floaters don't really affect our vision. Um, so when do we know we need to see an eye doctor? To see a doctor, I would suggest you see a doctor when it's your first time noticing the floaters. That means you have never seen it before. And this is first episode of noticing the floaters. Um, another occasion that another suggestion would be if you, you have been seeing them for years, but the number of them increased, you noticed, you're seeing more of them suddenly, then I would suggest you see a doctor as well. Okay. And there are also other symptoms that you have to no- get notice of. Um, for example, if you're, you're, if you're seeing some flashes, the medical term is called phot- photopsia. So these are like flashlights that flashes on the side on the edges of your vision. It's like a white flash of light at the edges of your vision, then uh, or your official field, then uh, then see a doctor because that's not normal to see flashes in, in the visual field. Um, I'm afraid the connection is just a, a, a little bit shoddy. Oh, I think we've got you back, Dr. Ng. Yes. So you were talking about flashes. Um, so if we're seeing flashes, then see a doctor immediately. Yes. You also mentioned there are two causes of floaters and that they're not particularly harmful to, to eyes and, and your vision. Um, so when and how does it then become damaging to our eyes? Okay, so um... I'm afraid we don't have Dr. Danny Ng again. Um, let's quickly go to an API and we'll try and get Dr. Ng back this afternoon. Right, they say third time is the charm. We're chatting with Dr. Danny Ng this afternoon about eye floaters. And the question was... Um, uh, uh, we, we talked a little bit about uh, the, the symptoms and the causes of it. Um, and uh, you mentioned two causes of floaters that are not harmful to the eye vision. So when do we know when it can cause damage to our eyes then? I guess you have to um, know your conditions as well. So there are some risk factors that you have to think about. Let's say if you're diabetic, um, you have to be more um be aware of the floaters because your eyes may be, there's a chance of bleeding, it's blood, um, that's that. And uh, another thing is if you have, uh, if you're short-sighted, let's say if you're myopia, then you have to be more aware of floaters because you're at a higher risk of some retinal tears 
or some retinal detachment at the periphery. Now, if you have a poorly controlled hypertension, that could bleed as well. If you have a small, let's say a small stroke in the eye. And uh, also when you're aged, um, let's say if you're above 55 years old and uh, if you don't have those other risk factors, you think about an age-related macular degenerations. So those are some of the risk factors that you can be aware of. Another thing is to be aware of the other symptoms that comes along with floaters. For example, if you have um, flashes or if you're seeing blurring of vision and the blurring, it's, uh, it may not be generalized blurring that you're seeing. It can be like a shadow that, um, that's a, like a blacking out shadow that uh, starts from the periphery and moving towards the center. That's another symptom that you can be aware of as well. Wow. Okay. We are live this afternoon with Dr. Danny Ng on Facebook, Noreen Mayer on RTHK Radio 3. Feel free to, to comment and we, we love hearing from our listeners as well. Uh, Paul in our Facebook uh, comment says, I occasionally get blurred vision that lasts for about two to three minutes, maybe once every two to three months and sometimes after exercise. Should I be concerned? And he also adds, it's like there is a large moving flow crossing my eyes okay yeah so if this is your um well i would say if you have never had any eye checkup before then i would suggest you get a checkup um first so we call transient blurring of vision can there there are some um some 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 a number of reasons that that could that could be possible now since i haven't examined the eye um, I can't make a definitive diagnosis, but just from what I hear, um, some general advice um, that I have. Oh, he, he um, adds, of course, Paul adds, says, I'm 60 plus years old. Thank you, Paul. Right, right. Okay, so it could be some floaters. So after exercising, that floater, it's floating around in within the vitreous cavity, right? So it's possible those floaters just be moving around in the eye. So this is physiological, then you wouldn't be need to worry so much about it. That's that's one reason that you know, hopefully this is the, the benign reason for that. But there are other causes as well. So if it's always on one side, unilateral, let's say it's always on the left side or always on the right side, and it lasts for a few minutes, um, there's a condition what, what we call migraine, and there's an ocular migraine. So ocular migraine, it doesn't necessarily, you have a headache. It may not be associated with headache. Of course, classically, it associates with a unilateral headache. Um, but sometimes migraine or ocular migraine can cause a transient blurring of vision as well. Again, you need to see a doctor first for the checkup and make sure um, everything is fine inside the eye. Oh, okay. Paul, I hope that answers your question. Thank you, uh, Dr. Ng. Uh, so with floaters, can it become very serious? Well, for pathological floaters, yes. Okay. Um, serious in terms of it, it will get you blind if, if you don't have a, uh, if you can get a checkup early um, and uh, treatment promptly. Okay. Then um, let's say if you have a hemorrhage inside, that hemorrhage can go, can be become more severe until it fills up your vitreous cavity so it blocks your vision completely 
Okay, mm -hmm. so that's why prompt diagnosis and treatment is important. Another thing is if it's a retinal detachment or tear, right? The tear can enlarge, become a uh, detachment. And uh, again, you need a prompt surgery to fix that condition. Um, so um, if you have a macular degeneration, of course, you need to you get you need to get treatment as early as possible as well to prevent uh, vision from getting worse. Yeah, is there any way we can prevent um, floaters from forming? Um, for pathological, yes, of course. Um, you know, if you're diabetic, make sure you get your um, your frequent eye checkup. Make sure your diabetic retinopathy is not progressing. Um, and uh, and uh, if you're if you're short sighted, okay. Get your eyes checked as well. If there are some small peripheral holes or tears in the retina, you can get a uh, prophylactic laser um, to stop it from detaching, okay, developing into a retinal detachment to stop that. Um, but for physiological floaters, um, there's no, there's not, not a very good way yet to prevent it. Um, as you age, um, you'll that, that vitreous would be condensing more and more and it will become more opaque than comparing when you were young. And uh, that way, you, those physiological ones, you, you can't prevent them, but it's benign. So don't worry about those. As long as you have your eyes checked and everything is fine. Yeah. What does the checkup entail then? How is it done? Oh, you visit an eye doctor and they will do it. They will start with a general checkup, check your eyesight and eye pressure. It's just like going into an internal medicine clinic that they check your blood pressure. And those are vital signs. Then um, if um, they would put, uh, give you an eye drop, it's called a dilate pupil dilating eye drop. So to dilate your pupils, um, in that way, we can um, use a special lens that we call an ophthalmoscope um, to see into your vitreous and into the retina to have a check of it. Wow, that sounds so cool. Is it painful? No, I mean, the eye drop is a little cool. It's just like, you know, when you're applying for lubricating eye drops, if you have splash water in the eye, um, that's it. it uh, the light can be a bit um, irritating, the light source from the ophthalmoscope um, for, but that was, that would be a most, it, it's a very uh, standardized check. Um, most people can tolerate the light. If you, in case you're very light sensitive, then you can ask the doctor to um, turn down the, uh, to make it a little bit dim the light. And most, uh, I mean, most, all of my patients can tolerate that. Yeah, well, it sounds like it's it's a straightforward procedure that everybody should just get their eyes checked. Should they be experiencing an increased amount of floaters in their eyes? Yeah, well, Dr. Danny, thank you so much for answering all our questions this afternoon. And for our listeners, please feel free to revisit the Facebook page if you'd like to uh, revisit the earlier part of today's interview. We were talking uh, to Dr. Danny Ng, who's an Associate Professor of Practice of Ophthalmology and Visual Sciences from the Chinese University of Hong Kong. He's also the Vice Director of the Chinese University's Jockey Club Ophthalm um, Ophthalmatic microsurgical uh, training program. Thank you so much for your time this afternoon, Dr. Ng. Thank you, Noreen.
Take care. Okay. Bye.